This is a special preview of the United States of Debt, a Slate Academy. To listen to the full episode, sign up at slate.com slash debt. Lovely green yard, gorgeous plants and rhododendrons and American dream. No picket fence, but other than that, (laughs) uh, just the dream home. Almost all Americans want to own a home of their own. It's the American dream. But more than that, it's a way for many of us to grow our savings and build a nest egg. Or, maybe I should say, it was a way to build a nest egg. As we all know, this turned into a nightmare for millions of Americans. Walls came tumbling down on Wall Street Monday as two financial giants, Merrill Lynch and Lehman Brothers, buckled under the real estate and credit crises. People will lose their jobs. More people will lose their homes. People will have difficulty getting loans. We are now in in historic territory. Immediately, when the boards went up, all of our mortgages went underwater. Our hopes, our dreams, our savings. The destruction of wealth over the past decade has been extraordinary. In the wake of the housing crash and foreclosure crisis, home ownership has sunk to its lowest rates in 50 years. The recovery's been uneven. Yes, a two-bedroom teardown in the Silicon Valley is now easily worth seven figures. But numerous other regions are still wrestling with the fallout from the crisis. Many people continue to own homes worth less than what they owe on them. And the situation is worse for African Americans, who are frequently targeted by unscrupulous lenders or brokers. The result? Millions of Americans, regardless of class, race, or ethnicity, have found themselves in debt with their credit all but destroyed. Their crime was buying or refinancing a home at the wrong time. I'm Helene Olin, and this is the United States of Debt. In this episode, we'll discuss home ownership. How did owning a home of one's own become the American dream And why were so many people foreclosed upon over the past decade? Who was responsible for the crisis anyway? And why, in 2016, do we talk so little about it? Chapter 1, Looking Back on the Past A lot of us don't know this, but for most of United States history, only a small minority of Americans owned a home. Financing was hard to come by, and few could raise the cash necessary to put their name on deed. It took the Great Depression to change things. President Franklin Roosevelt introduced the 30-year mortgage in the 1930s as a way to help the country recover from the economic crisis it faced. We have a long way to go, but we are on the way. Then afterwards, the GI Bill in the 1940s began to help World War II veterans buy homes in newly built suburbs. In fact, home ownership was thought by some as a way to fight communism. No man who owns his own house and lot can be a communist, said William Levitt, the man who famously built Levittown. Because of all this, a majority of us began to own our own homes. Slowly but surely, owning a home became a way to do everything, from building a nest egg for retirement to making neighborhoods safe. For example, some researchers even claimed crime occurred less in neighborhoods with high home ownership rates. Then things changed. Housing, at least for some of us, became a get-rich-quick scheme. During these three days, we're going to teach you how you're going to generate a lifetime of unlimited wealth. You, too, can generate a substantial, spendable monthly income, extra spendable cash. I love this. I think it's the best thing going. 
better than sliced bread. When I was just nine years old, my rich dad began to teach me how to become a real estate investor. And the way he taught me was through that game most of us know about, the game called Monopoly. Real estate promoters like the ones you just heard, Robert Kiyosaki, Carlton Sheets, and Robert G. Allen, either ran commercials on late-night television or hosted seminars in hotel ballrooms and stadiums preaching their gospel. That real estate was the way to quick wealth. One way to do that, pull equity out of your home. Another, buy and sell homes rapidly, flipping them as a way to make money. They argued that was the key to financial independence. And even Donald Trump's Trump University got in on the act. Want the secret to making more money than you ever thought possible? Then plan to attend a free Trump U introductory class coming to your area. For the first time ever, Donald Trump brings his years of real estate experience straight to you. At Trump University, we teach success. That's what it's all about. Success. It's going to happen to you. But many weren't using their homes as get-rich-quick schemes. They were using their homes as a last-resort piggy bank, refinancing and taking the money out to pay for everything from renovations to keeping up with the cost of living and stagnating salaries. Very often, they felt that they didn't have a choice. That's Alyssa Katz. She's the author of Our Lot, How Real Estate Came to Own Us, a book about how the country got swept up in real estate mania. If that old home has a roof falling in and you need to fix the roof, you need cash to fix the roof, well, this lender is is really saving you. At least that's the, the thinking initially. But home prices were rising quickly, all but doubling between 1996 and 2006. But it was only after the prices began to fall that the majority of people began to realize they hadn't made a sudden amount of money, but that they had lived through a real estate bubble. And when people couldn't keep up with their bills and the value of the homes plunged, the greatest wave of foreclosures since the Great Depression occurred. Even people like famed financial guru Susie Orman, who had been quick to tell people to buy homes even at the top of the bubble, suddenly changed their tune. Here she is in 2011 on Nightline. I've always said to you, real estate would be the best investment you ever could make. Well, guess what? Didn't turn out that way. So now there's nothing wrong if you're a renter for the rest of your life. I did not say that back in 2005. I can't believe what I'm hearing. Yeah. And it is important that you hear these things. We live in a new America. We live in a new time. And I think you're going to see 60% of the United States will be renters. For all too many, housing wasn't building wealth. It was destroying it. 